Welcome to the Squared Circle Psycho Babble, the subjectively objective podcast for fans of the sports entertainment known as pro wrestling. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about some of the news happening this past week, including AEW going to two night pay-per-views, maybe? Maybe not. Also, Tony Khan comments about the changes in WWE. Paige has something to say about her in-ring career. And of course, Vince McMahon, this guy. They, they just keep finding more and more with him. And let's start this off with this whole speculation of two-night pay-per-views in AEW, all starting because of Dustin Rhodes going on an interview recently saying that down the pike, he heard that AEW could potentially have a two-night pay-per-view, whether it's all out or double or nothing. However, Tony Khan responded with that. And he's like, no, that's definitely not happening. I don't know where he got that idea from. I was actually shocked that he said something like that. We're not doing it. You know, we've seen a lot of other promotions do the two night thing. You know, Wrestle Kingdom for the last couple of years have been two nights. WrestleMania is now two nights. GCW is actually having a two night show. NWA is having a two night show. Should AEW follow suit and actually consider the two night pay-per-view? Tell you what, whether it's WWE, AEW, I don't care what show it is. I will take a two night, four hours each show or shows, two shows over a six, seven, eight hour pay-per-view any night. That's where I check out. When we were live at WrestleMania at MetLife, that was probably the longest night of my wrestling fandom ever. I never want to go through that again whether it's through DVR, whether whatever I I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to two night pay-per-views and you know, sometimes I feel like AEW they tend to go a little longer their pay-per-views. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to it. You know, and especially because AEW, you look at their cards and while their shows are about four and a half, five hours, you know, if you count the buy-in, they have like between nine and 13 matches on each pay-per-view. Like WWE, yeah. they have a three and a half hour show with maybe six to eight matches and AEW has so many more matches. So if you split that into two nights, you get six matches on one night, six matches on the other, and you have a live crowd throughout each of the two nights, especially because the AEW fan is probably more vocal and they have more energy. So if you get them for two nights, I think that benefits them a lot. I think the other thing, too, you have to consider is where does Ring of Honor play into this? Can you potentially do, all right, we might not have two-night AEW pay-per-views, but maybe we're doing a Ring of Honor Saturday and a AEW pay-per-view Sunday. So you could do that with either Double or Nothing or All Out, similar to what WWE used to do with NXT was Saturday before WrestleMania, and then the big pay-per-view WrestleMania was that Sunday. That's entirely possible, too. You know, the problem is, when the hell is Ring of Honor going to get a TV deal to actually let us know that they're going to have some kind of consistency to build up these matches other than trying to sprinkle them into AEW and it kind of halts everything else in AEW? I, I don't think that's the best be just because of what exactly you said. It's it's hard for anybody to truly get invested in Ring of Honor because it's been so spotty. They don't have their own TV show. They have a couple of guys that are kind of working in uh, AEW right now and they're supposed to be in Ring of Honor but 
anything not under the flagship of AEW. I think it would be a hard sell for anybody to, at least for a majority of fans, to just get invested in. You know, AEW is its own thing. People like it. The fans are into it. Ring of Honor, while I think a good majority of the AEW fan base is going to support it, there's just not enough there to entice people yet. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if more people would be, because I've actually seen a lot of people say that the two-night two AEW pay-per-view is a bad idea. I don't know. I like Wrestle Kingdom when they did it two nights. WrestleMania, I think, is much better doing it two nights than it is the one six to eight-hour show. I agree with you there. I don't know what it is. I think once it hits 10 o'clock, I'm ready for sleep, regardless of what show is on. I pass out. So if they split it up so where, you know, I don't have to try to force myself up as long as I need to, I'm all for it. But that's the power of DVR. You don't necessarily have to watch it live technology these days. But, you know, Tony Khan did also talk about recent changes in WWE, obviously, with Triple H, head of creative. Stephanie is the CEO now. People are going to ask Tony Khan about the changes, just like anybody else in the wrestling industry. So speaking of Josh Martinez on Superstar Crossover, Tony Khan did have to say, challenge would be, and I'd like to say something positive on the end too, the challenge would be that we're most likely to compete for the same wrestlers because our vision of wrestling is probably a bit closer together than with his predecessor. I do think there are a lot of advantages. The shows they've been doing are generally better than the shows they were doing before the change, which is good for the wrestling business. It's a little bit different than what we were going up against before in terms of me being the CEO of AEW. I see some positive and some negatives, but I see a lot of positives. There are a lot of reasons why I could drive some interest in wrestling and people come back to watch more wrestling. And those people are inherently going to most likely also check out AEW. If you've been away from wrestling and you're a big fan of it, then there's a good chance you're very familiar with a lot of the top stars of AEW, including world champion CM Punk, interim champion John Moxley, Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, and many others. Somebody stepping back in and watching wrestling again would have a lot of interest in that. Frankly, if you're interested in good wrestling shows, those are people you're going to be interested in checking out. There are a lot of interesting possibilities for the future. Sure, it poses some challenges, but I think there are a lot of positive things happening in the wrestling right now. What do you think of these comments by Tony Khan? Do you agree that Triple H's changes not just help WWE, but the industry as a whole? I do think that. And I've always felt like that. Uh, I think that it's ill-advised when people say things like, you know, oh, we want WWE to go under. We want AEW to take over all these types of things, because I don't think they realize what that truly means in the larger picture of everything. The more successful WWE is, if it reaches new heights and all those types of things, it only makes it more likely that advertisers are going to start to look in other places to hop on board with something that's hot, like pro wrestling. AEW would benefit from that. Ring of Honor would benefit from that. Wrestling promotions just in general, because we just talked about this last week with SummerSlam. When there's a big show, like a SummerSlam or WrestleMania, what ends up happening? Normally, uh, indie shows will kind of plan smaller events that same weekend in the same town that that show is taking place. That benefits them. So the more successful that some of the bigger companies are, like a WWE and AEW, that's good for the whole industry. As far as the competition for talent and stuff like that, definitely agree. We already kind of see that a little bit right now with Triple H kind of bringing back some of the other guys. If things don't work out for certain people in AEW and WWE changes its philosophy to be more aligned with what uh, Triple H was doing in NXT, I think that will certainly 
at least entice people to go back and listen to what Triple H has to say rather than, hey, I'm not going to go back there with Vince McMahon and what his vision is. It is different. And while it's only been a couple of weeks, um, there's definitely some glimmers of hope. I know they have a long way to go, but I do think that uh, the competition is going to get a little bit more intense than what Tony Khan's been used to since Vince was there before. Right. And I think competition is great for the industry as a whole because you brought up some of the, the things already. You talk about advertisers. Not only that, you're talking about networks. All right. They see WWE is getting better in the ratings. There's an interest more in professional wrestling. We already see that there's a hunger by these TV networks for live programming because that's what drives in the most revenue and that's what drives in the best ratings. And right now you have WWE doing well on Mondays compared to the rest of cable. You have AEW Dynamite that's consistently number one on Wednesday nights for pretty much the last six or seven weeks. So, you know, if those numbers continue to increase and WWE gets better and it trickles down to everybody else, what does that mean? You know, what if someone was like, you know what? We can't get AEW. We can't get WWE. Let's try to grab a TV deal for Ring of Honor. Let's try to grab a TV de uh, deal for NWA, for Impact, for MLW. I think MLW tried to, you know, make a deal with Vice TV, you know, and I know Impact Wrestling has their thing because they're already owned by Anthem. So they own Access TV. But can they get out of Access TV onto a bigger network? You know, we see that WOW Women of Wrestling is has that syndication deal with Paramount, you know, Paramount CBS. So there's definitely, and this stuff all happened before Triple H even took creative. But now that he's there, if the interest increases, not just within the vocal internet wrestling community, if it gets back to somewhat that buzz of everyone talking about it on Tuesdays after you know, like the Monday Night Wars or whatever, it's possible. We talk about guys going from back and forth. We talked about this recently. It's definitely going to happen. When you have at least two major promotions that are on national television networks, they're, they're going to have to move just to keep themselves fresh. You know, unless they constantly change their gimmicks, like The Undertaker or Chris Jericho. Guys don't stay in the same promotion or stay on top for that long. You know, Austin was only on top for what? Four or five years? The Rock was only on top for two, three maybe at most. You know, Cena, yeah, he was there for 20, but, <laughs> you know, a lot of that, you know, they just didn't mm -hmm. want to turn him heel or, you know, pull the trigger on anybody else. But that's really the exception, not the rule, I think. Yeah, and uh, that's something we've talked about quite a bit too, just the fact that, you know, I think it was always naive for people to think that AEW is different. People aren't going to go to other promotions. Just simply not true. And I think the longer that AEW exists, the more you're going to see that that's not true. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it's good for everybody. I think it's good when guys go from WWE to AEW, and I think it will be just as good when guys go from AEW to WWE. So... It will be interesting. Obviously, Triple H is going to have a long way to go here, but as long as he keeps doing what he's doing and things stay hot for WWE, I think that benefits everybody. One person that you know commented on the changes recently was Paige. She was on uh, Renee Paquette, formerly Renee Young in WWE's podcast, 
the sessions and she was asked about herself making a return to the ring because, you know, she recently left WWE, her contract expired. She seems to be getting cleared from doctors about her neck and maybe coming out of retirement. The speculations have started there. So it was asked and she said, I really do feel fantastic. If I was to have to be back in the ring, it would be for a really big moment to wrestle. I would love to face Sasha Banks again. And then she added this. I feel like Triple H is going to get her. I feel like now that Hunter took over, everyone is going to be like, I'm ready to come home. So there's two questions here on this. So the first one, obviously, what would you think would be the big moment or the big match that could get Paige out of retirement and wrestle that one last match? And do you agree with Paige that there's going to be some wrestlers that feel like now that Triple H is in charge, they're coming home? We see that with Karrion Cross. We see it with Dexter Loomis already. We know Shawn Michaels is going after Johnny Gargano too. So are there going to be more like that where it's like, come to Papa H? Well, I definitely think that if there's uh, a match that Paige would kind of come out of retirement for, I think it's any of the big four or five in WWE, Charlotte, Becky, Bianca. You could definitely throw Bianca up there. Mm -hmm. Bailey, now that she's back. I'm probably forgetting a couple. Did I say Sasha? Sasha, if she goes back. If she decides I'm going to do a one-off in AEW, Rip Baker. I don't know if she'd go to AEW for anybody else. Uh, do I feel like there's a certain amount of momentum that you know gets people thinking like it's time to go home or whatever that, however she phrased it. I do kind of feel like that because we're already kind of seeing it. We saw it with Karrion Cross. We saw it. Uh, with Dexter Loomis, Johnny Gargano. I don't know what's going to happen with that whole situation, but it's not just that. You're obviously seeing some people put in different positions where it's obvious they're going to be focal points. Champa having a long competitive match against a guy like Lashley, that's encouraging. People see that and they're like, hey, like that's not the same thing. Because, I mean, what was Champa doing when Vince McMahon was running creative or whatever he was doing? You know, he, he wasn't doing anything. Just being able to show people like, hey, this is not the same. Give us a chance. Come back. Especially a majority of them who worked with Triple H. I think I read a quote Bobby Fish said the other day, I can't see anything Triple H doing not being successful. So it's not like these guys that have worked with him in NXT have bad things to say. And it's not like they're like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. They obviously have a ton of respect for him. So I think that's a good thing in, in their favor. Totally agree. And I, I think it won't be like a big wave like right now. But we talk about Tony Khan saying that Adam Cole and Malachi Black are under contract for five years. That's enough of a sample size to see, look, this is what happened in AEW. This is where I was in NXT and how I was built by Triple H. I already have the recognition now on national television because of AEW. If I get back to Triple H's booking, maybe they could elevate me better than where I was in AEW. Maybe I could get back to that main event level that I was in NXT in WWE. Now, I'm not saying that's definitely going to happen. I'm not saying they're definitely going to leave AEW to go to WWE. I'm just saying the possibility is there. The hypotheticals are now possible now. And that's really where I think Paige is coming from, too. Like, there are going to be people that see Triple H running the show. He is much more someone that will listen to wrestlers on their creative input. And more of a team effort than it is just Vince might let you talk to him, but if he doesn't like the idea, he doesn't like the idea, and that's it. 
it's got to still make it sound like it was his idea from the beginning and push it that way. And if you get a bad gimmick, you have to work that bad gimmick until you prove yourself you can work a bad gimmick and then it'll give you a good gimmick. That was trip. That was Vince McMahon's way of kind of building someone up. Triple H is like, no, let's, this is your character. I feel like this is you in real life. Let's drive that up to 11 and let's go with it. One thing that I think still people are yet to believe is that Triple H is running the show. Stephanie and Nick Connor, the CEOs, they still think Vince McMahon is running the damn show. And we have the, they delayed the report of the quarterly reports because of everything that's going on with the investigation, how much money that Vince didn't report. Well, they found more money. They found more money that he did not report as expenses. They didn't say this was related to the allegations though, but $5 million more have been tacked on to Vince McMahon that he did not report the WWE expenses when he should have. And this was back in 2007 and 2009. We just keep finding more and more of these little nuggets of him just spending money that he should have reported that he wasn't. And that's a big no-no with publicly traded companies. So can we finally admit Vince McMahon is done with WWE? You may not get him for the sexual allegations, but embezzlement with a publicly traded company, like the stockholders do not want him running this company anymore and being the face, knowing that stuff behind him. And the stocks, you know, the PR hit is just too bad right now to, you know, have the stock price down if Vince McMahon's running the show, knowing that he's messing with all his money. I don't see any way Vince McMahon is knowingly involved with WWE. Is he going to give hints here and there, maybe to Triple H and Stephanie? I mean, you know, of course people are going to assume that's happening. They're sitting around the kitchen table talking about, hey, you should do this or that. Right. I don't see it. I don't see it. Because I just, even the subtle little things that we've seen over the past couple of weeks, if Vince McMahon's involved with the WWE still, those things aren't happening. You know, Karrion Cross was a guy that, like you said, came out looking like a gladiator or shredder or whatever you want to call him. And now he's coming back and potentially feuding with Roman Reigns or at the very least, some of the top tier guys on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen with Vince there. It's just not. Right. So, uh, no, I don't think Vince McMahon has any involvement with uh, the WWE other than just being majority shareholder. Right. And that's, and that's where people get caught up. They're like, oh, he's still the majority stockholder. He's still the owner. First off, number one, WWE does not have an owner. They're a publicly traded company. So there's no owner. Only the people that have stock in the company are technically owners. So if I have a stock in WWE, I'm owner of the company by a small, 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 small percentage. Now, Vince McMahon has the most percentage of that ownership with 32, is it 32% of all the stocks and 81% of the voting stock. And that's the other thing people think, oh, he could just vote himself back in as CEO. He could just vote himself back in as head of creative. That's not how that works. There has to be a vote presented first for him to vote. And he can't just go, I want to bring this to a vote. You know, the board of directors have to bring that into a vote. Or there's like an election of board of directors, and then he could vote in those board of directors. So it's not as easy as he walks into Titan Towers and goes, I'm back. I'm the CEO. Kiss my ass. That's not how it works. And if anybody thinks that's how it works, 
I suggest doing a little research on how these voting stocks work. He's not a guy that just, I'm the owner, I could call the shots. It's not like Shad Khan or Tony Khan in AEW where they could just go, I call the shots because they own a privately owned business. The board of directors call the shots. They hire a CEO to make the executive decisions and it trickles down from there. Vince McMahon's power is only in when they bring him in for votes. And if there's no nothing to vote on, he has no power. Yeah, Vince is not Vince is gone. He's, he's gone. Not, he's not he's not he's not what people think he is anymore. Yes. When he retired, he relinquished all that power that he had. He's not the the be all end all. He's not the judge uh, jury executioner. He's just the guy that honestly, he's He's California in the Electoral College. That's really what he is now. There you go. That's what he is. But if there's no election, California means nothing. <laughs> so, but if you believe that Vince McMahon is still running WWE despite all this change, let us know in the comments below or give us a tweet on social media at SCPB Podcast. Give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast provider. Subscribe, hit that bell for notifications on YouTube, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Psychobabble.